Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the EWN Radio Network. And they measured the B12 in their blood, and they measured the B12 in their cerebral spinal fluid. And what they found was that even though the B12 in their blood was, quote, normal... The B12 within the cerebrospinal fluid was actually deficient. Cue music. Places, everybody places. We're starting in three, two. It's time for Life Interrupted Radio, a show dedicated to practical skills for your mind, body, and soul. We're hoping we'll go in one ear and stay there. Here's the host of the show, Sharon Saylor. Welcome to this special series we're featuring here on Life Interrupted Radio, where we look at the rise of autoimmune disorders. The NIH estimates nearly 24 million Americans have an autoimmune disorder. To put that in perspective, cancer affects about 9 million and heart disease up to 22 million. You'll be as surprised as I was to find out what autoimmune entails. I brought together top experts that range from doctors, specialists, nutritionists, researchers, and even those recovering from autoimmune to bring you the latest, most up-to-date information about autoimmunity and how to live your life uninterrupted. So let's get started. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Autoimmune Hour on Life Interrupted Radio. As Wayne said, I'm your host, Sharon Saylor from SharonSaylor.com. And it's my pleasure to be back here with you every Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time to bring you Oh, just fascinating people and things that I've found as I go through the process of continuing to heal from autoimmune and living my life to the absolute fullest. And that's what I just love about it. Last week, I mentioned that I was going to an art show in a farmer's market, and I had a wonderful time, although, to be honest, it was a bit hot. And if you have autoimmune or you know someone who does, you're you're pretty aware that sometimes we have to be really careful when it's hot to protect ourselves from the sun and also to be sure and we drink enough water. So that kind of limited the amount of time I wanted to spend outside, but I did, I was really careful. I drank a lot of water, had some sunscreen on and had my parasol. <laughs> I know people look at you, it's kind of strange, but it was fun. It was an art show, right? You can carry a, a wonderful hand-painted Japanese parasol, right? Anyway, it was fun. I had a great time. And today, tonight, here it is, Friday night, and um, I'm feeling like getting cozy. So I am actually drinking a bison bone broth tonight. It's really lovely. There's a wonderful place. Uh, I'm going to give them a little plug here. They don't pay me anything. I just love the two sisters that run it called Salt Fire and Time. It's here in Portland, Oregon, where I live. But they also have a fabulous website, Salt Fire and Time. And they make the most fantastic bone broths. Um, but I tried making bone broth myself. Now, if you guys have made it right to me and tell me your experiences. Personally, for me, I was like, oh, my goodness. 
I have so much more better things to do with my life than making bone broth. <laughs> Finding the right types of things to make it with. And then for me, the ordeal was when I opened that pot after it had been sitting there, you know, stewing or simmering, whatever that's called for a while. And there is this little chicken foot floating on the top <laughs> with these little toenails. And I was just like, oh, that's it. <laughs> I'm going to buy it from now on. So I found these two fabulous sisters that run Salt, Fire, and Time. And tonight I'm drinking some of their bison bone broth. So check them out. And then I also have a great guest for you tonight. Because we're going to talk about something that's not just, I mean, I think we all suffer from it at some point in time, whether we have autoimmune or not. And that's fatigue. How to reclaim your energy and feel normal again. And fixing the root causes of fatigue is the name of her book. And I just can't wait for you to hear Dr. Carrie. I'm going to try and pronounce her last name in the game. Dr. Carrie Dresga. I wrote her name phonetically and we'll just call her Dr. Carrie. <laughs> Thank you so much for being my guest here. Dr. Carrie, she is an internationally known as the functional medicine doc and she is a go-to expert in finding root causes in the health problems that we so we can feel normal again. Now, I just love that because I know autoimmune is such a multi-layered problem. It's like what came first, the chicken or the egg, you know? And it's so often hard to uncover the real problems. She's a chiropractor and naturopathic doctor, host of the popular podcast, The Functional Medicine Radio Show, and as I mentioned before, author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again, Fixing the Root Cause of Your Fatigue with Natural Treatments. So welcome to the show. Thank you for being on the Autoimmune Hour, Dr. Carey. Hi, Sharon. Thank you for having <laughs> me on. I appreciate that. Yeah, some days are better than others on introductions, but... <laughs> it's Friday evening, so I'm just going to claim that's the problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> I understand. You know, I have my podcast, and it's not always easy to get through all of the phonetics of it, of it all. Oh, it is. It, it is. Sometimes they're, sometimes they're easier than others, for sure. And I am just so fascinated. I heard you on another podcast, and I just loved what you shared about energy, feeling normal again, fatigue. And I know that that is one of the top things that I hear from people when they say, regardless of what autoimmune they have, I just would like to have more energy. I'd like besides, you know, feeling normal again, but they would love to like not get so fatigued. So let's just talk a little bit. What are some of the main causes of fatigue that you talk about in your book? Uh, first off, I have to say that um, most of my patients that come see me in my private practice at Functional Medicine Ontario, you know, usually they've already seen their doctor and have gotten some testing done, you know, because they want to figure out where this fatigue is coming from. And and oftentimes the tests come back as normal. And so the doctor kind of shrugs their shoulders and might say something like, I don't know, all your tests are normal. Maybe you just need a vacation. Or it's all in your head. Or it's all in your head. Maybe we should start you on antidepressants. Or maybe you're starting a burnout and you just need to take three months off of work. So unfortunately, this is what I hear from patients coming in to see me. And people know that it's not all in their head. People know that there's really something wrong in their body and really just what they want are answers. Yes. No, I find that's true. When I was diagnosed, of course, I didn't want the diagnosis, but it was such a relief. 
but you wanted an answer. Yeah, and so in my book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again, I I go through eight of the 14 root causes that I found. So, I mean, I could just rattle them off real fast if you want. Yeah, let's. Okay, uh, there's anemia and thyroid problems. Those are always the first two that should be tested. And then after that, there's cortisol imbalance, uh, blood sugar imbalances, nutrient deficiencies, chronic hidden infections, Mm -hmm. hidden food allergies and sensitivities, and then brain imbalance. Oh my goodness, we were all over the map here. But let me dive in on a couple of words that really got me interested. You mentioned that the tests come back normal. And then here we just talked about a couple of things that were hidden, like hidden infections and hidden sensitivities. I've had a few of those where I've had the tests come back normal and then found someone that was willing to dig even deeper and do more right. tests to find those hidden things. Right. What are some signs that we might want to dig deeper to find those hidden things? Because for me, oh man, I just went, well, you know, the buzzer went off in my head when I related to both of those so deeply. Oh, that's a great question, Sharon. Functional medicine is always about trying to find the root underlying cause. As you know, everything in your body really is connected. And so I would say if you have gone for testing, and this could be conventional testing, or this could be some of the more some of the more alternative testing that's typically done by like a holistic doctor. Mm-hmm. If you have testing that you've done and they've come back as normal, but you still feel terrible and it's not giving you answers, to me, that already means like you need to dig deeper. And whether or not the practitioner that you're working with is skilled enough to know what to do next, if they're not skilled enough, that means finding somebody who is that is willing to, you know, I like to tell patients in my practice (laughs) that I'm a real stubborn Polak (laughs) and I don't like giving up on patients and I will turn over every stone to try and figure out where it's all coming from and it's not easy. And I just let the patients know, like, I will stick, I will stick with you if you're willing to stick with me. Oh, that's fabulous. Finding gems like you are so rare. Quick story that about I'll say firing doctors or realizing that they only have work within their frame and they're not able to go think outside the box was one time I got a message from someone who had chronic constipation and they sent a note to me that they had tried a couple of things and they weren't working and their doctor wrote back and said, well, I guess we'll need to remove your colon. And oh my I God. wrote back and I Holy said, cow. Are they joking? I mean, was that some sort of like horrible joke? And she wrote back and said, no, they're serious. And I went, oh my goodness, find a different doctor. That that person has such a limited range of thinking <laughs> that it was very scary. And I mentioned that to another medical professional friend of mine. And he said, you know, that's a surgeon's answer to a, a problem he can't solve. And I that awoke me to this whole idea of understanding and looking for people like yourself that have a broader holistic perspective than just their training perspective. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that you bring this up about chronic constipation because I have I have a handful of chronic constipation pa- patients in my practice that I'm about to pull my hair out. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it really is thinking outside the box. So I will tell you, Sharon, that I'm, I've been in practice now 20 years and gosh, I don't even know where it all went. But 20 years, I've learned a lot. I've seen a lot. But I'm still learning. So this year and for the next three years, I'm actually taking a, a course and I'm learning functional neurology. 
So it's like functional medicine, but how do we apply that to the brain and the nervous system? And even something like chronic constipation that has not responded to any other treatment, that could be because the real problem is in the brain and that the brain needs to be assessed properly to find where the weaknesses are between the brain-gut connection. So we know there's a gut-brain connection, but there's also a brain-gut connection. So like I said, it's it's really about not giving up and, and finding the right person, the right team of people that can help you give give you some answers. Oh, I love that. And you know, when you said that about not just the uh, gut brain, but the brain gut, it, that seems so obvious. But how often? I mean, you're the first person that's ever said it to me. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's one of those like, well, yeah, but it's sort of the obvious isn't obvious until you comment on it. <laughs> right. There's many aspects of healthcare that just really aren't being addressed. And for sure, the brain is one of those big ones that in traditional healthcare and alternative medicine, we know there's a brain there, but beyond, you know, like uh, depression, anxiety, neurotransmitter imbalance, nobody really dives deeper into what imbalances can lie in the brain that actually affect the health of your body. So again, it's, it's going back to finding the root cause. Oh, this is such an exciting time for us and what all they're learning. And I'm so thrilled you're diving into that study because I know you're just, like you said, you're just stubborn. <laughs> you have this highly, <laughs> yeah. highly, I say, the, I call it the highly developed ability to stand firm. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for me, because here's another moment in my brain where it's like, well, it's so obvious, but why do so many healthcare professionals treat the brain as an independent object? It's, it's interesting to me that they they sort of treat different organs in your body as independent objects, not as a holistic system, and that if one is kind of going a little astray, it might lead the others astray too. That makes, it seems very hard for me to not not go, well, that just seems so obvious. Right. Yeah, it's a system. Your body affects your brain. Your brain affects your body. There's a whole psycho, neuro, immuno, endocrine ology. Well, let's talk about also this idea of feeling normal too, because that word has always been sort of a touch word for me. I had, when I first started down this road of getting diagnosed, I had a lot of blood tests that were in, I'm using my air quotes here, normal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yet I knew, I mean, my skin was peeling off and I, you know, I knew something was not right. It wasn't in my head, obviously. But what was fascinating to me was, yes, within this very large range, sometimes it would say like, you know, I'm just saying something here like 25 to 75 and I'm like 28. Well, that was in normal, but. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) But who's normal? (laughs) Yeah. So how do we know when, when to really dig deeper on certain things and to, I'll say, let other things go? Like, okay, I'll accept that that's normal, but how do we, I guess it's just so overwhelming when we've got an autoimmune condition. It's overwhelming for the, for the average person, but especially if you couple that with an autoimmune condition, it just becomes exponentially overwhelming. And that question, that's a hard question to answer. Um, So in my book, I talk about um, three or four different nutrient deficiencies. So I talk about B12. So let's take B12 as an example. Okay. So the lab range as, quote, normal for B12 is somewhere between 125 and, let's say, 650. Wow, that's a huge range. It's a very big range. So now there is research. This is some really interesting research that was done, Sharon. They took... 
they took a group of people and they took uh, blood out of them and then they tapped their spine and they took cerebrospinal fluid. And they measured the B12 in their blood and they measured the B12 in their cerebral spinal fluid. And what they found was that even though the B12 in their blood was, quote, normal, the B12 within the cerebrospinal fluid was actually deficient. Those are really brave people. I'm not sure I would yeah, <laughs> just yeah, do those yeah, tests. Sure. As, <laughs> do sure. those tests just as a matter of, you know, a monthly blood test or whatever. Those are yeah. brave people. Well, absolutely. But, but that's fascinating how different parts of the body, one one side, one part could be normal or within the normal range, and the other part could really be deficient. And, oh, my goodness, this is totally fascinating. So, yeah, blood tells us one thing. But in this, in this particular test, what they realized was we need B12 above 600 in the blood in order to have adequate B12 in the brain and cerebral spinal fluid. That was just one test. They have not done that for all of the nutrients. But when you look at that, if you say above 600... And and they said the range was 125 to 650. My goodness, that's a huge lower end where you were being told normal. And yet there was at least, you know, even if you were in the upper range there, there was some deficiency. My goodness. Right. So even within the normal ranges, there's like an ideal range. And that's, that's something that's still being discovered. I mean, you know that medicine is all about discovery. It's a constant constantly morphing uh, profession, trying to figure this thing out that we call the body and health. I think it's even harder because just each one of us is so different. I'm just thinking about myself and even family members who were genetically connected, but very, very, respond very, very differently to uh, anything, you know, uh, you've got family members who say, oh, well, try B12 or try magnesium. It worked for me. And it doesn't, you know, it's just so, yes, it's one huge puzzle, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. I really, I really love trying to figure the puzzle out from a patient's perspective, trying to do it on your own. I sometimes think is just futile oh, dear. <laughs> because you, you get overwhelmed. I mean, I know everything that I know. But I can't imagine from a patient's perspective how overwhelming it is. And, and it really is a team approach between the doctor and the patient to figure it all out. That's what I think. What are some of the most common nutrient deficiencies that affect fatigue? I mean, we could just go on and on here about, I, I know I went down this rabbit hole. My, my beautiful listeners know that I tend to go down rabbit holes, but I'm always so fascinated. But I want to make sure that we get some really good stuff to talking about fatigue before I go down some other rabbit hole, <laughs> Dr. Carey. <laughs> but, but, so we talked about B12 and how this huge range that they found above 600 was really where you would be feeling like you had enough. What are some other common nutrient deficiencies that we should really start looking into? So B12 is one of them. And I would say in my private practice at Functional Medicine Ontario, most patients, their B12 is in the 200s and they're being told it's normal because it's in the normal range. So then the other two that I commonly find are magnesium and vitamin D. Well, especially in Canada with with vitamin D, right? (laughs) Yes, especially in Canada. But really, you could be living in Miami and be deficient in vitamin D. Well, and a lot of us that have autoimmune have a sensitivity to the sun, and I am a big fan of making sure that you have, that you're absolutely being checked constantly for having enough vitamin D, because if you can't go out in the sun at all, you're always constantly covered up or with sunscreen and a big hat, and like I said, a parasol, you're not getting any benefit from being out in the sun, so... 
Yeah, and for autoimmune conditions, as you know, that vitamin D is a powerful immunomodulator. So it helps to balance your immune system. So with autoimmune disease, there's one arm of the immune system that's just acting crazy, overacting. And so vitamin D helps to balance, helps to modulate. There's a lot of research on that as an immunomodulator. So it's really important to try and get your vitamin D levels up. I like to push them up into the between 125 and 250. And that's in Canadian units. So 125 to 250 nanomoles per liter. So in U.S. units, that would be between 50 and 75, I believe. Oh, here we are. The U.S. is always <laughs> taking the different road <laughs> in measurements, aren't we? Okay. So yeah, yeah. there's standard <laughs> measurements and international measurements, just like you have miles and we have kilometers. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm uh, glad you brought that up because uh, I wasn't aware of that. I'm definitely aware of the kilometers and the miles and the med- meters and the feet. But this one is great to know. <laughs> Goodness sakes. So you have to be careful when you're reading about vitamin D levels, like on the internet, you need to know which one you're talking about because vitamin D is fat soluble and you, you could become toxic in vitamin D. Oh, So you do have to know what you're doing. Great advice. You can't just blindly start loading up on vitamin D. Right. Yeah. Okay. Great advice. Thank you. Now you said we talked about B12 a little bit. And what about magnesium? I know I've read many, many times that that is often overlooked as a source of deficiency that can cause a, a, just a wide range of symptoms. It is often overlooked because a magnesium uh, blood test, a serum magnesium, will pretty much always be normal, Sharon, unless you are critically ill. Oh. If you're critically ill, you're probably already in the hospital. Oh, wow. Okay, so your body will do whatever it takes to keep your magnesium levels in balance because that's part of just keeping you alive. Oh, wow. So... So measuring magnesium on a blood test is not really helpful for the average person. The thing is, magnesium is, we need it for over 350 different reasons in the body. Oh my goodness. Okay, so think about this, Sharon. Your body is made up of organs, and organs are made from collections of tissues, and tissues are made from collections of cells. And inside all of the cells are even tinier organs called organelles. And so inside each and every cell, there's an organ called uh, the mitochondria. Mm -hmm. And the job of the mitochondria is to make energy. You eat food, it gets digested and absorbed into the bloodstream. And then it's got to go inside of the cell into the mitochondria in in order to be converted into fuel, energy, pure energy to drive all the functions that your body has to do, you know, Mm -hmm. keep your breathing, keep your mind going, keep your heart beating, all that stuff. There's a lot of nutrients that are required for that whole biochemical process, but magnesium is one critical one of them. So if you if you don't have enough magnesium, fundamentally your body cannot, it like puts a wrench in that whole energy production mechanism. Wow. I mean, I can hear how absolutely critical it is, but if the blood tests sort of give us this false reality... How do we know how much, uh, when's enough? And I, like you said, with the be careful with the vitamin D, can we overdo magnesium? So give us a little more. I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is a major thing. <laughs> yeah, there's no great test for magnesium. So uh, magnesium is water soluble. And so if you start taking too much magnesium, what's going to happen is you'll have diarrhea. Oh, so that's a good clue, folks. <laughs> that's the clue. 
So in my practice, what I do is I have patients take magnesium to bowel tolerance. And so that means you just slowly up your dose. So like today you take one capsule, tomorrow you take two capsules, the next day you take three capsules, etc. And as soon as your bowels start to change and get a little softer, you're like, you stop at that dose. If you keep going higher and higher, you're going to have diarrhea. That means you're taking too much. You need to back down. So that's how you can try and figure out how much magnesium you need as compared to what I need as compared to what your neighbor needs. Now, a quick question about that. So I I understand that that's a great way to figure it out. Obviously, a very clear sign (laughs) that when it becomes a little loose, (laughs) you better back off. But if we've been deficient, and then we uh, are putting it back into our system to the point where we get the loose stool, then is that the dosage we backed off a little bit, like you said, is that the dosage we stay at? Or does it I know you said it was water soluble, but I'm just curious, is that the dosage we stay at? Or was that just to get us back to full? And then we have to figure out the dosage after that? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. So Sharon, let's say that nine capsules gave you diarrhea. So you're going to back down to eight. So eight capsules, everything's okay in the bowel movement spectrum. You're going to stay at eight capsules. You're going to stay at eight capsules until you start having soft stools again, and then you'll back down to seven. So maybe that'll be over the course of three weeks or eight weeks. But at some point, your magnesium levels will come up, and you'll need a little bit less. So then you'll back down to seven. So usually over time, as you replete your body, you'll need a little bit less, a little bit less. Now, I've read there's different types of magnesium. What is the best that the body can absorb with sort of, I'll say, the least effort? Ooh, yeah, you're right. There are many different types of magnesium. Um, Often what people see at the health food store is magnesium citrate or magnesium citrate, however, tomato, tomato, citrate or citrate. Uh, That's the one that's a little bit harder for your body to absorb and is the one that's easiest to provoke diarrhea. So I don't really recommend that one unless specifically you are constipated. Okay. And you, and you kind of want that effect to have more more like normal, easy to pass bowel movements. So the magnesium that I usually have patients try is magnesium glycinate. Sometimes it's called magnesium bisglycinate. That one seems to be the one that most of the magnesium ends up in your bloodstream instead of in the toilet. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that is good. Yeah, that's good to pay for it. To it's, You're paying for it to go where it's supposed to go instead of somewhere else. That's yeah. good. So can you spell that again? It was glycinate? Glycinate. G-L-Y-C-I-N-A-T-E. Okay, fantastic. And we probably have to look a little bit harder for that. You said most places carry the, the citrate. Yeah, the citrate is easy to find, mm-hmm. but the glycinate, that might be a little bit harder to find, but you should be able to find it. And if you can find uh, capsules, capsules are always better than tablets because tablets can often be pressed so hard that they actually don't necessarily dissolve and just end up straight in your toilet. Oh, Whereas gosh. a capsule, that capsule within three to five minutes will pop open in your stomach and that magnesium will end up in your body. 
Oh my goodness. Gone past the time. The producer's saying, commercial, commercial. So <laughs> I'm just so, I'm loving this. We'll be right back with Dr. Carey after just this quick commercial break. And we're going to talk about, I, I want to be respectful of her time because she's just a busy, busy person, as you can tell. But we're going to talk about cortisol because I think we all recognize that word. And then she's got a couple of really simple changes to our diet to make us feel normal again or with autoimmune, you know, as we, we'll put in air quotes what our normal is. So we'll be right back after this commercial break. Life Interrupted Radio will return after these messages from our sponsors. It's great sponsors like these that keep this show coming to you every week. Be sure and stop by lifeinterruptedradio.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by mindfulnessinactionbook.com. To get your free four-minute guided meditation to relax, refresh, and renew in just four minutes. And who doesn't have four minutes? Stop by mindfulnessinactionbook.com now. This guided meditation is in handy MP3 format, so you can use it anywhere, anytime. Download it now at mindfulnessinactionbook.com. Do you want to be a better leader? Have better relationships? Become more self-aware? Be a better communicator? Hi, I'm Sharon Saylor, best-selling author, professional speaker, and executive coach. And my life passion is empowering professionals to be the best that they can be. After years of working with professionals, I've discovered the seven things nobody is telling you that can cost you your clients, sales, and even your career. And I want to give it to you free. You've heard my show. You know my passion. And maybe we'll be working together sooner rather than later. So go grab this ebook now to find out the seven things that's costing you big time over at SharonSailor.com forward slash radio gift. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Dr. Carrie, and I'm always messing up her name. I'm going to try it again, Dr. Carrie. Is it Ditska? Dritska. Dritska. I don't know where I can. I don't know. Okay, folks. Sorry about that. She is such a good person. You could tell she just got a good soul here because she's willing to put up with my terrible phonetics. But anyway, she's an internationally known as the functional medicine doc, and she's a go-to expert for finding root causes. And don't we all just want to know the root causes of our autoimmune conditions to health problems that make us feel normal again? She's a chiropractor and a naturopathic doctor and the host of the popular podcast, The Functional Medicine Radio Show. Listen to that, folks, because you're like going, well, I'm listening to the autoimmune now because I have autoimmune. But she provides such valuable information on all whole spectrum of functional medicine questions and answers that she'll give you. So listen to the Functional Medicine Radio Show. Welcome back, Dr. Carey. I want to be respectful of your time, but I also want to talk about two critical things before I let you go. And I think we all hear about cortisol. And one of the big things about autoimmune that I hear time and time and again, and I'll raise my hand for, is stress makes our symptoms worse. And does right. is that what cortisol is? Yeah, actually, cortisol is a hormone that your body makes, and it's it's most often made when you're under chronic stress. So that could be chronic uh, emotional stress, so that going through a separation or a divorce or having financial issues or death or illness of a loved one, but stress can also be generated in internally inside your body. So things like food allergies, food sensitivities, and you're eating those foods on a daily basis, that that creates more stress. 
or hidden infections that that also creates more stress. Quick question here. Is that related to this word that we hear a lot about with autoimmune and your body's full of inflammation? Cortisol in your body. Cortisol can be converted into cortisone. You've heard of cortisone or prednisone. A lot of you guys have been on prednisone. Seems to be one of the go-to medicines for autoimmune. Yeah, it's one of the go-to medicines when you're in a flare. So your body knows how to make cortisone, which is a natural anti-inflammatory. But when your cortisol levels are really low, you won't have the building blocks to make enough cortisone for yourself to act as an anti-inflammatory to help buffer that inflammation. It's really tricky. This whole thing is really tricky. So yeah, low cortisol usually means then more inflammation in the body. And then more inflammation drives the whole autoimmune process. And also drives our stress. Yeah, it adds more stress to your body. It taxes the cortisol. Yeah, it's a vicious, vicious cycle. It's hard to get out of that cycle. Yeah, I was just thinking, it's like I've gotten on a merry-go-round and can't get off here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So what are, I, I know this is probably a whole nother show, but just any quick little tips for us to know that we need to talk to our healthcare professionals about? How, can you have cortisol tests or how, anything like that? Oh, yeah. So there are cortisol tests available. The traditional way to test cortisol is a blood test, uh, but the best way to test cortisol would be a saliva test because actually during the day, well, cortisol, I would say, cortisol is part of your sleep-wake cycle. It's part of your circadian rhythm. Mm -hmm. Cortisol should be highest in the morning when you wake up, and then through the day, it starts to lower and lower and lower and lower, and then at night when you go to bed around midnight, it should be at its lowest, And then it slowly starts coming back up to wake you up then in the morning. So you could, Sharon, you can see that just one blood test is not going to tell you the whole story of what cortisol is doing in your body if it's on a cycle. Well, absolutely. That sounds like it should be at least a day or a couple of day long tests to figure it out. Better test and an easier test is to do saliva testing for cortisol. And usually what we have you do is you, we take a saliva sample first thing in the morning when you wake up and then a saliva sample at noon and then a saliva sample like in the evening and then a saliva sample right before you go to bed. So we kind of kind of see what that rhythm looks like in you. Mm -hmm. And that'll give us a more accurate idea of what cortisol is doing. Mm, My goodness. And is it easy to, let's say we, you do the saliva test and we realize that it's not ideal for us. Is it easy to treat? Is it easy to fix? <laughs> I mean, and once we do balance out our cortisol, what does that do for us? Okay, so cortisol is really easy to test, but no, it's not easy to treat. <laughs> oh. oh, There are some uh, herbs that can help with balancing cortisol. And so with patients with autoimmune disease, we always have to be careful about using herbs because some herbs are kind of, uh, we call them immune neutral. So they're not going to uh, bother your immune system. But some herbs will create an immune response. And so let's say if your immune system is overactive and then we give you a herb that drives it to be even worse, that could potentially put you in a flare. So you got to be very careful about using herbs. Definitely some herbs will help. And then there's absolutely diet changes. So you have to go back to the basics. You know, what are you eating? Are you being, are you hydrated? Are you getting good sleep at night? Are you practicing vitamin R, which is rest, relaxation, and recreation? Oh, I love that. Say it again. Vitamin R. 
<laughs> vitamin R, rest, relaxation, and recreation. Oh, wonderful. And then are you exercising within your limits? So <laughs> a lot of people are not really sure about exercise. And depending on how bad the cortisol is, it gives me an idea of what kind of exercise you really should be doing. So the worse the cortisol is, the more like low-level, relaxing type of exercise you should be doing instead of trying to run a marathon. Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I find a lot of uh, people on the show, listeners to the show say, that's one of the bugaboos of understanding. My doctor says I need more exercise, but I can barely walk up a flight of stairs. Right. Yeah. So a test like a cortisol test can help me zero in on what would be better exercises for you, for your body. So we have to look at all of those factors in order to try and get that vicious cycle of cortisol and inflammation stopped. Oh, my goodness. Well, this has just been fantastic. We're out of time. I wish we could go on and on. But how do I know so many of the listeners are like, I got to talk to Dr. Carey here. <laughs> how do we find what's your website? How do we find out more about you and to get your marvelous book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again? I love the subtitle, Fixing the Root Cause of Your Fatigue with Natural Treatments. Because to me, autoimmune is just about unwinding to find those root causes, but it just seems to be a, a whole series of unwinding. You know what? It really is. It's a web that needs to be unwound. And everything that I talk about in the book, even though it's geared towards fatigue, it all applies to autoimmune conditions as well. So I guess the best place to find me online would be at my website, www.drcarrie.com. And that's spelled D-R-C-A-R-R-I. And that's kind of my home base where you can find my podcast, the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and of course my book. And then you can find my blog there as well. Oh, fantastic. And you guys, you got to read her blog. She covers a wide range of topics. And like you hear here, she's not just an autoimmune specialist, but she knows a ton about it. But I'm sure you'll find plenty, plenty of stuff on her blog to just intrigue yourself and find new things. And even I, I was reading her, your blog, Dr. Carrie, and it was I found some things for myself. And then I also said, Oh, I got to send this to so and so who to my friends who don't have autoimmune. So Oh, thank you. Fantastic work. Thank you so much for all the work you do. And it's so wonderful to talk to a healthcare professional that is what I call open minded, and also willing to continue down a very tough trail with certain people when you have tough medical conditions it can feel really alone and that's what I appreciate about you Dr. Carey is we're not alone. Well thank you Sharon. So everyone have a great weekend whatever your adventures join me here next week Friday night 7 p.m. Eastern time for another great guest and another just wonderful opportunity to learn more about autoimmune and how to thrive regardless of our diagnosis. Enjoy. The information provided on LifeInterruptedRadio.com is for educational purposes only. What you hear, read, and see on Life Interrupted Radio is based on experience only. The information presented here should never be used for any legal, diagnostic, or treatment purposes. Always seek sound legal, medical, and or professional advice regarding any problems, conditions, and any of the recommendations you see, hear, or read here on Life Interrupted Radio. You've been listening to Life Interrupted Radio. To learn more, listen to other shows, and gain free resources that can help empower your life, be sure to stop by LifeInterruptedRadio.com.
This episode is brought to you by MindfulnessInActionBook.com. To get your free four-minute guided meditation to relax, refresh, and renew in just four minutes, and who doesn't have four minutes? Stop by MindfulnessInActionBook.com now. This guided meditation is in handy MP3 format, so you can use it anywhere, anytime. Download it now at MindfulnessInActionBook.com. Do you want to be a better leader, have better relationships, become more self-aware, be a better communicator? Hi, I'm Sharon Saylor, best-selling author, professional speaker, and executive coach. And my life passion is empowering professionals to be the best that they can be. After years of working with professionals, I've discovered the seven things nobody is telling you that can cost you your clients, sales, and even your career. And I want to give it to you free. You've heard my show, you know my passion, and maybe we'll be working together sooner rather than later. So go grab this ebook now to find out the seven things that's costing you big time over at SharonSailor.com forward slash radio gift. This is the EWN Radio Network. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VGW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus 